What's up guys, Brett Appley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Fight Night, UFC Vegas 44 this weekend, Font versus Aldo, should be a really good one. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving break. Uh, before I get into my Quick Picks, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment below. Uh, let's go... 8.5 to 7.7K range, excluding the main event. Who's your standout in this range? There's a few fights I'm eyeing, but uh, we got a lot of competitive lines here. And as usual, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and fade of the week. Might have a little bonus fight for you as well at the end. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started with my cash game play of the week. It's going to be Brendan Allen at 9.6K. All right, my cash game play of the week, Brendan Allen at 9.6K. I mean, I, I get it. He's the most expensive fighter on the slate. Maybe it's obvious, but th there's 15 fights on this slate. You cannot play everyone in your lineup. There's a lot of fighters in this top end that I, I don't think are strong cash game plays, which is why Allen stands out to me, even at this price. I mean... He's no lock to win, but he is minus 315 to beat Chris Curtis, who's coming off a pretty impressive knockout win against Phil Hawes on November 6th. But Allen is coming off a really strong win himself, a decision over Punahele Soriano, in which he mostly outstruck Soriano over 15 minutes. I still believe he's more successful as a grappler than a striker. Those are his roots. Uh, black belt in jiu-jitsu, a great back taker, just a, an excellent scrambler, submission grappler. And that's, I think, where he's going to excel. But he has developed the striking skills enough to the point that he can compete against dangerous guys like Soriano over 15 minutes. So even if this fight plays out on the feet, I mean, Allen just landed 94 significant strikes in a decision. Curtis wasn't exactly having much success in that first round prior to the knockout. I, I think Brendan Allen can compete with Chris Curtis over 15 minutes. Um, if the fight plays out in the feet, he's a lot bigger than him, throws at a pretty high rate. And I do think he has that grappling to fall back on. Curtis isn't a great defensive wrestler. I don't believe he's been submitted anytime recently, but if Allen gets on top of him, he's going to have advantages. And that's what really scores well on DraftKings, the takedowns, the control, the non-significant strikes and bulk and submission potential. Allen's only plus 135 to win inside the distance, so it's not a lock that he will finish this fight. But there, there are no real locks, I would say, in the top end. So I just feel pretty safe about Allen having multiple paths to victory on the feet. He can strike at a high pace. He has you know multi-takedown upside and the points that come with it, the control uh, striking potential on the ground and some finishing potential as well. As a minus 315 favorite, I just feel he's the most uh, safe option in this top range. A good matchup. The fighter who I want to start my cash game lineups with. So Allen's going to be my cash game play of the week at 9.6K. All right, moving on to my tournament play of the week. I'm going to go to the uh, main event here. Let's talk about Rob Font and Jose Aldo. I like Rob Font. 8.4K I think is a pretty solid number. He's only... Minus 139 um, to win currently against Aldo, who's plus 119. I think this fight's going to be pretty competitive early. Um, and I don't count Aldo out of it, but I do favor Font on the whole, mostly because 
he's better suited to fight a hard 25 minutes. This is a five-round fight, and he just throws strikes at a much higher rate. Aldo's coming off an impressive win against Pedro Munoz, in which he landed 114 significant strikes over 15 minutes, and that's like his career high, I think. But Munoz presents a different style than Font, where he's just going to rush in, and uh, Aldo is you know, able to counter him pretty effectively. Font's just as long as Aldo and can kind of jab him on the outside and and play a different style of range game. So I think Font, you know, doesn't have to crash the pocket to have success. He can box with Aldo um, at distance and he lands strikes at a much higher rate. 5.58 per minute absorbs 3.57 per minute. Aldo only lands 3.63 per minute absorbing 3.59 like I said, the fight's going to be competitive early because I think Aldo's still an effective striker on a per-strike basis. He's got some speed. He's got some power, maybe even more so than Font. But anytime fights get extended, Aldo slows down. And, you know, Rob Font's coming off a five-round win against Cody Garbrandt in which he landed... Um, he lost round one, and he landed 51 strikes in round four and 45 significant strikes in round five. Like his best rounds of the fight were round four and round five. So if this, I mean, if this fight gets to the championship rounds, it's hard not to favor Font pretty significantly. The last times Aldo's gotten to round three, four, five, um, in these extended fights, Peter Yan, uh, you know, Volkanovsky, Max Holloway, um, He's gotten hurt, and, and, and he's gotten kind of beat up. And so I just think the longer this fight extends, the more it favors Rob Font. I like Font from a DraftKings perspective because he has higher volume upside. Um, you know, he landed 176 significant strikes against Garbrandt, and he's landed more than 100 significant strikes in three rounds before. He can reach some big totals, and he also has some takedown upside. Averages 1.2 per 15 minutes. Also got a better inside distance line than Aldo here at uh, plus 255 versus plus 375. I don't think it's a lock, but, you know, he does have some finishing equity. Bottom line, given that there's five rounds to work with, given Font's historic striking pace, I think he has upside at 8.4K. I'm willing to play him in tournaments this week. I expect him to be fairly popular, but he's definitely my, my lean in this matchup, and he'll be my tournament play of the week over there on DraftKings. Okay, moving on to my salary play of the week. To be completely honest, I, I don't have like one standout. There's a lot of fighters who I think make for quality secondary options, and I picked almost all of them to lose. The one that I'm going to throw at you is Maki Patolo at 7.6K. I'm pretty sure I picked him to lose as well. But from a DraftKings perspective, he's certainly a fighter that I'm willing to target at this price because, you know, he's fighting a matchup against uh, Dusko Todorovic where Todorovic doesn't have great defense in the pocket. And, you know, I've talked about it since his UFC debut that that when you're, when you're relying on head movement... Um, you leave yourself vulnerable, and it's cost Todorovic in back-to-back fights. He was brutally knocked out by Punahele Soriano. He was hurt by Gregory Rodriguez as well. I think Todorovic probably wins this fight over 15 minutes and has some finishing upside as well, but like, 
even though he's tall and long, he's not a range striker. He likes to get on the inside. And that's why I was so confident in Soriano against him because, <laughs> you know, as soon as Todorovic tried to enter the pocket, he's, he's facing an opponent who's just going to brutalize him with winging hooks. And it's just so much more physical than him. And this isn't the same matchup. Patola's not as effective of a boxer as Soriano. He doesn't have the same level of knockout power, but he has some power and he's a pretty good combination boxer. I mean, that is his strength. So, you know, Patolo's shorter by several inches, but actually has a one-inch reach advantage over Todorovic. So Todorovic is still going to try and clinch, going to try and get on the inside, throw more volume, but he's going to be there to be hit once again, and Patolo's going to fire. Does that mean for sure Patolo wins or wins by knockout? I don't think so, but the, the, the potential is clearly there. The knockout potential for Patolo is clearly there. Um, he's plus 255 to win inside the distance. That's a pretty strong number for 7.6K. There's favorites 9K and above who are who have worse inside distance lines. So um, you're getting a fighter in Patolo who's an effective enough boxer who's going to get the fight he wants to an extent against an opponent who's defensively vulnerable. He, he's no He's no special talent, Patolo, but for 7.6K, yeah, he's, a, he's on my radar. I think he's a solid salary-saving option in tournaments. He's got that finishing upside. If you need to save some salary, Patolo's an option. Salary play of the week at 7.6K. Moving on to my fade of the week, I'm going to give out Manel Cop at 9.4K. There, there's just some expensive prices on the slate this week, and I think Cop's a little too expensive for what I'm expecting against Zagas. Zuma Gulov, I mean, with Brendan Allen up there, Mirzakhanov, Jimmy Crute, etc., you're going to need a big score. And Cop just doesn't have that many ways to produce offense outside of a finish. He's landing 3.71 significant strikes per minute, absorbing 4.23 per minute. That's not a good ratio. Averaging 0.86 takedowns for 15 minutes. So like, yeah, he could maybe land a takedown or two against Zuma Gulov. That's not out of the question, but Zuma Gulov is a competent wrestler. And if this fight plays out on the feet, yeah, I definitely think Cop's a more effective and more dangerous striker, but Zuma Gulov throws at a higher rate and at least should hang around and compete with them. And, and Zumagulov hasn't really impressed me, to be quite honest. So it's not that an early knockout is impossible from Cop. It's just, I don't think it's likely enough to the point where I'm willing to invest in Cop over these other options. Zumagulov's gone. He won 15 minutes with Julian Paiva, and I thought he won that fight. Didn't look great against Albazi, coming off a submission win against Jerome Rivera. Like I said, he hasn't looked great. He's plus 235 against Cop, which I, I think is maybe a little bit too low just because Cop doesn't push a pace at all. Um, but the bottom line is at 9.4K, I just think Cop needs probably a first round knockout to end up optimal. And I, I don't think I'm willing to make any large investment in that place. Plus 225 inside the distance is a respectable number. If you want to use him as a contrarian option, I think that's okay. But with the limited number of lineups, just not a fighter who I really intend to have any exposure to personally. Um, and he's going to be my fade of the week at 9.4K.
All right, the bonus fight I wanted to talk about real quick is the preliminary card opener, Luis Smolka versus Vince Morales. And it's just kind of fascinating to me because Smolka or Smolka's opponent, I think has ended up on the optimal lineup in, in essentially all of his fights. Um, dating back to, I'm trying to think when the last time, I mean, since 2015 maybe, like his last 10 plus fights. Um, when Smolka wins, Smolka puts up big scores. He's a grappling, semi-dependent grappling fighter, uh, lands a lot of takedowns, can land a lot of ground and pound, a good finisher on the mat, and he's 8.5K. I'm definitely interested in him against Vince Morales. His wins, he's put up 157, 106, 124, and 112. Those have come inside the distance, but that's in part his potential, and he's plus... 215 to win inside the distance here against a fighter who is theoretically weak-er on the mat. I do think Smolka is very much in play uh, to have a ground attack, potentially get a submission, and exceed value at his price. And on the flip side, when, when Smolka loses, he gives up a ton of points because he defends takedowns himself at 31%. That, that's awful. And he gets hurt often. He was, you know, he gave up three knockdowns to Mateus Nicolau. So if you tell me that Morales wins, like on paper, he's not going to rate out very well, plus 420 inside the distance. But we've seen Smolka knock down multiple times. We've seen him given up tons and tons of takedowns to you know nearly every opponent he loses to. He loses inside the distance often. His last two losses are by submission. I don't have that much faith in Vince Morales as a fighter, but the matchup dynamic itself is pretty interesting just because Smolka is all offense and no defense. And theoretically, whoever wins this fight is going to put up a fair score. I definitely favor Smolka from a DraftKings perspective. He's got the, the better style for DraftKings, higher upside, but I'm not completely discounting Morales at 7.7K. He's an interesting sneaky option there, again, based on the dynamic of the matchup. Guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Again, thank you so much for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Appley, double T, double P. Again, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, and uh, best of luck in your contest this week, guys. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.